Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Properties Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur. This is episode 90, Screensaver. Um, This week, we're going to get into our true identity, our insecurities, and how being in safe mode is both helpful and harmful to us if done incorrectly. Um, It's important that when we are going through these sessions or you are going through um, parts of your life where you are allowing people to assist you um, in your growth, in your growing phase, um, if you're doing it by yourself. It's just, it's important to know how things really affect you, how things really just work in general um, to allow you to get through, you know, what you need to get through, right? And this week I was sitting in it, it was just, it was a difficult week, right? It was a very, very difficult week. And I found myself in screensaver mode. Like, just kind of just going uh, uh, with the flow. Right? Um, y'all, y'all know how frustrated I get about my 9 to 5 and the constant. Everybody has to be prepared for change. And, and um, like, no matter what, you in corporate America, showing your frustration towards that, like, it, it means nothing. Everybody has to do what they have to do to um, put themselves in position to provide for themselves, their families, or, you know, live their dreams and stuff. Um, but as a, as a person who's um, been in the same field for so long and you kind of see uh, the repetition uh, are you 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 see because I'm oh you see how the cookie crumbles like once you get to a certain level um, in your job or in whatever you're doing right you the more experience you have the more you get to see you know what's really going on and it becomes difficult like I started in this field wanting to actually help people but I was lower level so in my mind I'm helping people. As I start to escalate um, or elevate through uh, perseverance, through skill, through consistency, I started to see things that was like, oh, like this is this is what it's really about. And that like once I had that revelation that has been haunting me in every single action at this job um, that takes place. And so I told you guys a few weeks ago, I got a new super. I'm about to have another new super. I don't fault anybody for, you know, trying to progress. I don't fault anybody for um, just trying to do better, right? The frustration comes in when the false loyalty is on the table. Um the the idea that like I'm a ride I'm a rock with you 
because that's what you're supposed to do, right? They feed you in every, whether it's sports, whether it's business, school, whatever. They they present to you this team player mentality. They, they present to you this family that... Um, that sticks together no matter what and stuff like that. And when you already have family trauma in your in your bloodline as a result to uh, connecting, right? Corporate America worsens that, and it puts you in a in in it it puts you in a mental space that you don't really want to be in at work. Like the loyalty is is one way. You do everything that I ask you to do. You, you know, come in on time, do your assignment, do extra stuff like that. If when I'm tired of you, you're out of here. When I'm tired of this, I'm out of here. Right. So the loyalty is is. The loyalty is not real as it results to a lot of things. That's why I don't base things off loyalty anymore. And I haven't for a long time. I just. Grit and bear it. Right. I move in understanding, excuse me, in understanding, understanding one that this is how life was created. This is, there's no way to change it, right? When I'm playing football, I'm rocking with that team. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter what the team, uh, the team member does, yada, yada, whatever. In that moment, I'm rocking with you. But I came up in a in a I came up in an area with people that we were we were for real ride or die, right? Like but we had correction. Like a lot of people don't really like really understand. Like when you see a bunch of people out and you know that somebody acting a fool, yada yada, whatever, and and you know, we just trying to get back. But best believe when we get back, there's correction in the, you know, towards the the one who created the chaos. There is no correction in corporate America. Right. And a lot of times there's no correction, you know, in relationships. Every type of connection you have is benefit based. And because I now like I understand it fully when I'm dealing with people, I evaluate what I have to offer and what you have to offer me. That makes relationships go much smoother for me because I know why you're here. I know what you want from me. I know what I provide outwardly. So it's like I could I can know if this is a situation like. Are you trying to play in my face or you really need me? Right. And having a a new. Having a new supervisor be already after not even 60 days, just uh, about to bounce is crazy to me. It creates so much chaos in the in the team because. All we see in is change. We don't really know if what we what we're working on is is working out. We don't know if we're doing a good job. Um, we always know when we're doing a bad job. That's just how it is, right? And so I was frustrated, like not because she like I was frustrated only because 
the change and now having to figure out what's next and trying to level out. It seems like every single time that there is a a, a point of of peace, a point of steady water, it's like, ah, got you, bitch. Let's let's turn up. Because I am really trying to maneuver off of uh, with being off of my meds. I'm putting extra energy into really like paying attention to how things make me feel. I'm normally a oh man, fuck this, fuck that. I don't care. I don't care. Whole while like being shambles. Right. I'm not like I was that guy for a long time. Because I knew that about myself, I started to work on that because that came from not being to really share emotions and feeling as a kid. So I got to I got to speak with bravado. I got to speak with with uh, uh, we're trying to be 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 tough. I don't give a fuck about that. Shambles. That didn't hurt my shambles. Somebody come help me. That really hurt my feelings, but I'm going to tell you it don't because I don't know no other way. So because that has been a part of my life for so long, I started moving towards a logical approach. Even though everything is is emotion, emotion based, but you have to find the logic in it so you can you can maneuver. So um, having to go through that and like it's crazy because this is all it. it it's two sides of the same coin, right? You want me to be here and be loyal, but you want me not to complain when you decide to leave, right? You want me to fight for this stuff, this money, this whatever, whatever's in, 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 in your job description. They want you to fight for this with your life. But be okay with them like, uh, you're right. This shit crazy. I'm out of here. Right. And when you see that over and over, you like for me, I'm just like, all right, bet. Like, I don't I don't even give a fuck. Like, I'm you're about to get this eight hours. Um, and that's what it is. And I'm finding that. Everywhere you go, business. Relationships, parenting. That high school chaos never ends. If you are listening to this and you are in high school and, you know, y'all have the yeah, yeah, cat fights and y'all have the cliques and y'all have the uh, the gossiping, it don't stop, y'all. It gets worse. And it's those same people that you were in high school with that become elders and older or whatever, and they still doing it. I did to, to get one of my co-workers like I had to really get her together because they childish they'll point out everything that they think you are doing wrong and not take accountability for the things that they are wrong about um, and this lady, like I, I thought we were cool. She asked about my, she asks about my kids, all of that. Like, but again, that goes to show you, like, 
Everybody plays a role. And my 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 issue with with this week is if I have a relationship with you and I can't come to you or you can't come to me and tell me that you feel like I'm doing something wrong or hey I noticed this but this is this will have you this will have it done correctly instead you you run to the teacher and oh well blah 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 I am the person it's very difficult for me to like and I'm just being honest emotionally I'll cuss you back out right it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter emotionally logically I don't give a fuck what you're really talking about um and as long as you're not excuse me as long as you're not affecting me I don't I don't care like I don't want you harming people and I don't want to have I don't want to have knowledge of you wanting to harm or harming people right so I don't really be giving a fuck But I see many errors in people in their work. And I'm the person that I don't want you having any extra stress, any extra chaos. I know how it is when um, I know how it is to, to be attacked at work, I know how it is to uh, be picked on and stuff. So for me, I'll see somebody doing something 1000% wrong 10 times a day. It takes it, 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 it takes less energy for me to say or for me to fix the problem, because now we're in a it, it's, it's it's no longer in a this is yours. This is yours. This is yours. It's now in a pool. So it comes to me and I can see you did 10 things wrong. But I picked it up out of the pool. So I'm going to do it. I'm not going to go tell nobody, oh, well, you did this, you did, th you did that. If I feel like I have a problem with what you're doing or if I'm moving outside of understanding, I'm going to create chaos. So for me, I'm piecing together why I think you did that as I'm fixing the issue. And then I'm going to send it to you like, hey, this is what I this is what I did to to fix it. I saw you you were having issues or or whatever, like um, you need you need help. You need me to, you know, to explain it to you or whatever. I'm very helpful. I'm not snitching on nobody and not even on no stop snitching y'all because you niggas stay in jail. Y'all niggas walling. But I am a person of. Correction. I accept correction. I accept coaching and stuff like that. Don't put it in a don't put me in a position to have to choose between anything other than peace. Because if you put me in a position that I have to choose violence, I'm gonna air it out. I am the person that I give you a warning. Are you sure that you want to do this? I am one I'm I am my mom's third child and I uh in I am the baby. That's it. With my with, with the kids that I lived with, right? With my mom and my dad's kids. 
So one, I'm the baby. So I am a professional observer. You know how much stuff you got to see as the baby and just shut up? You know how much stuff like you have to have understanding like, is that wrong in a way that's going to hurt them? So I need to go snitch or is that wrong in a way that, yo, you about to hurt yourself. And if you do, mama going to find out and beat your ass. That's how I look at life. So when I'm looking at at or when I'm working a nine to five, it's just so stressful because I'm looking at stuff with the understanding of is what you just did. Is it cheating something? Is it hurting something? Is it going to affect something? Right. And if none of that is, is, is on the table, I don't have no reason to say nothing to you. I don't have no reason to point it out or anything. Because I'm in in. In the mental state that I am, I be thinking everybody thinks like that, like because I have obtained understanding in how to move, because I've been able to reduce emotion in my responses. I'm like, why you didn't just hit me up? Why you didn't just say anything? So now I'm. um, Now I'm frustrated because I got to try to get used to a new boss. On top of that, I got people being childish, saying I'm doing things incorrectly, but never telling me I'm doing them incorrectly. They're they're telling like we're children. I'm going to fuck about this job like that. They all know. They all know. I tell I will quit. I don't care about that. So when you make it that type of environment, it makes for a a horrible week. So now, boom, my paranoia is back at work because I'm like, I thought we was cool and you're you're behaving in this way. So who else is behind my back now? Saying that I'm doing this or doing that wrong. And it's like we grown. I want to be at work worried about if you telling on me for doing something wrong or something that you assume is wrong, that's the problem. If it's direct violation, do what you got to do. I've been in that situation before, dealt with it. It is what it is. But if it's stuff that you assume is incorrect or or you assume that I had another option or whatever, why are you not hollering at me? What's the purpose? A lot of us, a lot of us workers remain worker for decades, right? The change is always the leadership. We've been on teams five, six years. You can't come to me. I got to find out. I got to like, it's so funny because I be having to find out through the accounts just popping back up to me and I'm just seeing randomness like he did this, he did it. And it's like, wait, what? Did you do you do you even understand why I did it? Did you go back and review anything? Like I swear to God, there's so many people right now that couldn't put together a four-piece puzzle with a daggone key and a legend to tell you this is piece one, two, three, and four. Like it baffles me that people can't connect dots. And the frustration it causes because you don't understand is to deliver it in a way that makes me look bad or 
as if you got one up on me because you put me on blast and 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 it really messed up my work week because now I don't trust none of you motherfuckers. I'm not helping you. Like all that shit is gone. I am doing my responsibility and that's it. That's how I am in, in life. Like once I feel like I am in a space that like I have to be in that space right now. Right. The business ain't hitting like I needed to hit my kids. You know, they need they need health care. So as I'm going through this week, I, now this is Monday, Tuesday, I'm I'm pissed off. Wednesday hit and out of nowhere, I feel Kennedy's presence and immediately cry. It's over. The day, like every like the week is over now. Like my baby, her energy is in here and I don't even want to not cry. I don't even want to not feel it. So this is where we at now. And it's a bitter, it's a bittersweet feeling because it's like I, I it's specific things that I know when her energy is trying to uh, connect with me. Right. But it's like. I want you here. I'm grateful, but I want you. But but if I could have this in real time and it be and it be a tangible daily feeling. Would be great. It's coming like it's coming to my mind. Like. I feel like the 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 antidepressant and everything was working. And I've been on it for a long while. Right. But when I got off and had like it's so many thoughts flowing, so many emotions flowing, it's like I'm not doing enough. Right. I'm letting I'm allowing the like this is my week. I'm allowing the meds to do all of the work. And I didn't realize that until I got off. Yeah, I meditate. Yeah, I listen to good sounds. Yeah. You know, I speak to the universe, stuff like that. Um, but I'm allowing the. Excuse me. I'm allowing the medicine to do the heavy lifting. I think that it's been out of my system for a good two weeks now. Going on three, but I don't I don't want to exaggerate. So I'm going to say two that it's fully been out of my system. And this is the most productive yet chaotic, yet emotional um, Time that I've had in this past two weeks. Um, I've been meditating more um, between my holistic trials right now and the meditation and me just like purposely just trying to make sure I stay out of things that are going to alter. I, I feel good. I feel good. But I, I, I want to feel like I want to feel normal. I don't care about feeling good. I want to feel normal, my normal, not society's normal, my normal. And struggling with that, it's it's difficult. Because I know the meds were working. But I didn't realize what it was cutting off. Right. I didn't I didn't understand that. 
And so I'm realizing how the medicine has affected me and my creativity, how it's affected me as a person, how it's affected me um, energy wise, just who I am, how it how, how it affect me. And none of it is is it's bad outwardly to any other people. But to myself, I'm like, dang, like. Is it is it worth it shutting everything down and you having to fight your way to get things done or do we need to find a new method like like to get through this? I've had a lot of trauma in my life from um, from physical um, bones broken. Uh, heart issues, lung issues, like um, muscle disorder, and hearing time after time, these things are not healable. You can maintain them, but they're like, that's it. You can maintain them. You can take medicine and you can do this to make sure that the pain is um, not as bad, but it's always going to be there. And I get to these points of exhaustion to where it's a no go, but I'm grinding so hard to get the apparel going to get the podcast going to get the uh, the poetry show going to get the books out to get the albums out just to do all, you know, just to be able to. Just to be able to. to how can I say it? Everything that I do for the business is therapeutic. I'm not balling from it or anything like that. And I don't do it for that. I do need numbers. I do need people to subscribe. I do need people to share. Like, I do need people to support, donate, all that stuff. I'm going to have to get a person to to continuously say that out loud. Because for me, I'm, I'm just doing it for the therapy. And this week, as I'm, you know, as uh, I'm doing recite night, I'm taking notes for the podcast. I'm just going through, you know, the week because now I'm, I'm, I'm first two days I'm pissed off. Right. Because I'm like, fam, I don't have time for this. I just want to work my shift and be gone. Right. Like, I don't do anything to to create this type of environment or atmosphere for myself. I'm still training. Y'all already, fam. I don't even want to. So, this is this is the week. I'm feeling horrible. I'm feeling um, like the monsoons is off and on. Me and my kids into it for for little things, but y'all know, you know that y'all know I get down. And so everything just is hitting me, and I'm just raw dogging it, just. Just taking it in, just all right, just what it is, no medicine, nothing like nothing to um nothing to help in a way that was immediate. My hand is still messed up, that's creating issues now because the nerves are like the the actual wound has closed, but the actual nerves in my finger um they're not healing right. I went through this issue before when I had my stroke. Right. I, I learned then that, 
your nerves don't heal in the same place. Again, this is my podcast. I can say what I want to. So it's nerves. Like when I had my stroke, before I had before I had the stroke, I didn't have nerve issues like that. I had the typical, you know, you hit the funny bone or you lay on it too long. Now it like this joint be shaking like a vibrator. Like uh when I <laughs> when I am intimate and I climax, this motherfucker be doing a stanky leg. Like it it turns into something super crazy on some like if y'all if y'all seen the flash how you know he phases through things and his hand just be be shaking. That's how my hand does. Right? And it's and as I get exhausted, the all these things start to hit me. Right. With no medicine, my mind, like the emotions are there, the chaotic ideas, the I can't believe this person did this, the I need to find a way to do that. Like it's all there and it transforms back into my physical when I get exhausted and I'm exhausted. I haven't been sleeping well. Like. It's so much. This was a this was a difficult thing for me to process. I was very much um, excited about feeling Kennedy's presence here. It allowed me to uh, to have the energy I needed to get the task done for the day, like what I needed to get done, you know, production wise and edit wise and stuff like that. Um, But it just hurts. And when I have these weeks where I feel like everything is against me, I'm already frustrated. I'm already emotional. I'm a, I'm a stand up guy, though. It's like I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Rather, like it is what it is. I don't. It's not a tit for tat for me. All right. You told on me, whatever. I'm not. About, uh, I see. Things that you do on purpose to hurt something. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to mind my fucking business. Because you got to keep your job how you keep your job. I got receipts for the things that I do and the things that I say. I got receipts. I'm very, very. um, How can I say it? It's, It's important to me. To be who I say that I am. So that when I'm challenged, I can prove it. Right. I'm not a person that if I'm not being who I say that I am, I'm not a person that's going to try to fight you over. All right, cool. I go back to everything that I that that or I go back to the beginning of me creating this podcast. I was there. You're going to say what you're going to say. Understand that when I have these weeks and and I'm affected in this way now with no medicine the reactions are different because now I got to put in the work, right? I have to do it. I can't rely on the medicine to put me in a, uh, to put me in a mental state of sleep. Cause like I told y'all when I'm on a medicine deuces, I'm going to bed the moment, the moment I feel off, I am in the bed. I can't do that now. I got to face it. So all week has been, for me, all week has been about just dealing with it. 
if tears come, they come. If confusion comes, it comes because I'm what I I'm going to sit myself down and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out the best solution that allows me to move forward without or with limited amount of pain, with limited uh, amount of frustration, with a limited amount of care. I don't care about a lot of stuff like for real, like not on no. I think that that's like boss level shit, but I've been saying for decades now, I want to not care about things that don't affect well-being, that don't consist of life or death issues or going to I don't want to care. That's something that I have worked on for decades. Because I don't want to I don't want to care what's on TMZ. I don't want to care what's on the shade room. I don't want to care because I am a real empath. And if I see certain things, I'm a feel away. Like I'm one of them. Like it really affects my day when I see death, when I see hurt, when I see, you know, uh, uh, people getting cheated on and embarrassed and, you know, people, kids passing away and people passing in general. And somebody shot and police shot and uh, black on black and white on white. I, like it's too much. And I care. Too hard. So I had to shut that shit off. And that's what what was going on with me this week. I was caring too much, like like I almost almost let y'all trick me off my square on some emotional shit just to prove a point. And I was man, listen. If this is this is this was my response at the height of my anger. If this is the the move going forward, please let me know. I have plenty of things that I can tell you that others do or do not do, but that's not in my job description to come to you. If it falls in the pool, I got to stick my hand in and get it out. And so that's what I do. I'll never forget. I was at my Nana's house. My cousin Morgan, um, she was there with her family. She was there. She was there with her family. Right. And we all there. It's all of us like that. That my Nana's is the summer spot. Right. It was so many kids running around and swimming and stuff. And it's like you we don't know who can swim, who can't swim. We don't we don't really know because we all, for the most part, we could swim. So in our mind, you know, our kids been around this pool long enough that they've learned whatever. Morgan's son fell in the pool. Immediately, the parent in me understood this baby don't know how to swim. Everybody was playing cards and stuff and stuff like that. And I reached in that pool and I grabbed, excuse me, I grabbed my little cousin one hand, picked him up. When I say he grabbed me like the like he grabbed me like my guy, like just in shock. And as he was grabbing me, his dad, his dad was walking up and I'm like, bro, like I, he fell in the pool. I don't know if he could swim or not. He splashed and look like the way he splashed. Nah, bro. I felt the way. And he's like, this was years ago. He's he thanked me for that. And I'm like. Now that's what I do. 
This a pool. We all we we all gotta watch each other's kids. That's how I look at my life from that moment because I I identified an issue. I fixed it instead of me, you know, yelling like, "Who kid is this? Why y'all not watch?" Yeah, I'm like, bro, I got you until one of your until one of your parents walk up. And no sooner than like I grabbed him and he grabbed me, his dad was walking up. And I'm like, bro, that scared me more than anything. And they were laughing because I was like, did he just like my guy just yanked him up with one hand? That's who I am. So when you come and you you are messing up. Are you creating unnecessary waves in a pool? Now I have to. Hey, is this how we're moving forward? Because if so, I want to participate in a professional way. I want to make sure, you know, we're doing the right things. But just let me know if this is the move, because if it's not the move, then I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I had to go through that this week. Like I'm, I'm noting how I'm noting how I'm feeling off of the medicine in different situations in situations that I know affect me in a way that my blood gets to boiling and I'm ready to respond. I'm ready to react. But two, like two full weeks of like this medicine being out of my system, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good as far as my responses internally. No, not so much. Internally, it's it's. Internally, it's like a hundred shooting stars being stuck in a force field. Just bouncing off each other, the, the, the walls. That's how I feel internally. I'm still keeping my responses like to the best that I can, like to my logical self. Motions is out of control, though. I struggled this week. I really did. I struggled very, very bad this week. I hope that if you guys had, um, if you guys had a struggle, you were able to realign yourself, um, able to bring some type of peace over yourself, and understand that, like this is this is a daily battle that we're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get comfortable with fighting this, uh, this disease, this mental disease, these diagnoses. We have to. We, we're gonna have to get to a point to where we understand that we have to be prepared. We have to be willing to fight. We have to be willing to do everything necessary to put us in our best positions. And one of one of the things that helps me is truly, truly holding my own self accountable before anybody else will. And doing so, it's elevated my understanding and doing so, it's been able uh, I've been able to look at things from a uh, from a logical standpoint over an emotional standpoint. 
right? It's, it's goods and bads of, uh, of it all, but we have to get to a point to where we are comfortable with, with trying to fix ourselves as well. Like we can't rely on the medicine. We can't rely just on therapy. We can't rely just on that. We have to find different things. I spoke on it last week. We have to find different things to try to help us make it through. I, I needed that word this week. Because off my meds, the old version of me is like. It's one argument away from. Fuck all of this. But in the same token, it's a reality check. Do you want to lose all this growth you made to become who you say you are? Or do you want to show them what type of time you can be on? And as hurtful as that is to myself, right? Because you get into this space to where it's like, if I really, if I really, really responded how... You understand. And I think that's the thing. Chaos is created in conversation because. One person has an understanding of. I know where you like to take it. And I don't want to. So one, I'm not going to respond or two, I'm going to I'm going to stick to my response and I'm going to just walk away. So it doesn't create an argument. I'll tell you in a minute, I have run out of words. I don't have anything to say, letting you know the next level of this is matching your energy. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy that your calmness and your respectful response could create a further argument. I learned that. So I don't want to lose my growth because I know how much peace I've obtained through my growth. So my response is just let me know so I can match energy. Because once I know that's what type of time we're on. I'm not going to feel like I'm, I'm out of character. I'm not going to feel like I'm out of place. If that's the rule, that's the rule. If that's the, the, if that's the rules you are setting for this interaction, set them. Because I've, I've got hurt so much in life because the rules weren't set. I'm doing what you're doing. I'm matching what you're matching. But we never we never had a conversation of yo this is this the move, and that's my new thing with everything. Now is this is this what we're doing? Because I want to make sure that you are aware this is who I am. But if this is what we're doing, I'm gonna step in there a little bit with you so I could so so you can understand because you don't understand calm, you don't understand um, 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 logic, you don't understand the idea that I I'm I'm not gonna lash out. Be 40 in November. My lashing out days are over. I told y'all, I learned my lesson. Fellas, if you, I don't even, I don't even want to stick it to the fellas. If you out there and you are in a relationship of any kind and you really want to be with that person and you really want to grow old with that person, I'm not telling you to be a fool. I'm not telling you to to be a doormat, but I'm going to tell you this very, very clear. Don't be out here trying to get your lick back before you have conversation 
to the person you so-called love because they may not be able to handle the the impact of the lick you are getting back. And I know that sounds crazy, but trust me. If you want it, if you want to be with it, if you want to love it, if you want it to cherish you, I'm saying it loosely. I'm not saying it as in specifics. You have to be ready to say, all right, you did that, but I need to talk to you about that and let you know how that made me feel. Don't go out there and, and, and do no shit back. You ain't ready to, to handle because either side be ready. Like it, this is not a, a gender specific thing. There are certain people out there that they going to do what they're going to do, but they cannot handle the get back. And in turn, you going to lose because you in love with this thing, this person, this this car, this whatever, and you moving off of emotions. Again, this is why I don't talk about like I don't give nobody a, a relationship advice. I don't give nobody any anything because you gonna love how you love. But one thing, I can be a fool without nobody knowing. The moment you make me a fool and everybody knows, now I now I have to respond in a way that I don't want to respond. And so it's important that you guys understand that as a result to your mental health. Sometimes we be putting ourselves in positions worse. We put ourselves in worse position because we want to be right. We want to get that answer off. We want to get that. We want to sting them back. We want to hurt them how they hurt us. In in reality, people are people. Nobody is perfect. If somebody cheat on you, you have the right to get away from them. If somebody steal from you, you have the right to get away from them. If somebody calls you physical, you have the right to get away from them. Oftentimes we don't. Oftentimes, instead of us having the conversation like this not working, it's like I got it. You did that. I'm going to do this. And they a lot of people won't admit it, but they be in shambles after that. Like, yo, that went way too far. That like I didn't like. Like, oh, you meant that, huh? So it's important that we really sit down and and hold ourselves accountable. It's important that we really, you know, uh, take the steps to work on us before we start trying to to uh, let people interfere with what we trying to get going. You're going to have really you're going to have really good weeks. You're going to have really bad weeks. Like I say, like. I battle every day. I don't win them all. Some days are good days. Some days are bad. Some days I just be like, yo, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in the bed. I don't care if it's 12 in the afternoon. I'm going to draw these blinds, make it dark as possible. I'm going to get in the bed. And some days I'm going to like to today, I'm going to put some clothes on. I'm going to get up. I'm going to run errands. I'm going to do all that. We got to get out of. Safe mode. Right. We get into this protective state. And it allows our insecurities to set in. 
as much as I hate looking at people online, as much as I hate looking at gym videos, as much as I hate looking at cooking videos, looking at style videos, looking at this, looking at that, uh, um, that comes from an era where ah, I don't bite my style, right? When you are in safe mode, you don't have nothing to look at to, to gauge what's what. This is something that, again, this it seems so simple that it should have been something that just was naturally taught to us. A lot of people aren't stylish today. A lot of uh, a lot of people aren't. Um, they don't give compliments today. A lot of people don't just give uh, notice to a lot of things out the out of fear of being soft. On the, on the male side, right? A lot of us. A lot of us came up in a time where, nah, you can't do none of that. But as we grow, we grow older and we start realizing, like, nah, I like that because I like it. It's that safe mode that we stay in that we can't appreciate things out of fear of what society is going to say. Right? Like you can't even really like things anymore because everybody has an opinion on that thing that and it's it's always harsh when you say you you like certain things. So as you sit in in, in, in your safe mode, right. You're isolated, you're not talking to people. Um, I hate talking to people, but like. I don't want to say hate. I don't talk to people in front of face to face. It's just difficult. Um, but it allows things to set in. It allows the insecurities. Uh, oh, I wish I had a six pack like that. Or I wish my locks was like that. I wish, you know, my clothes was like this. I wish this. I wish this. Even, you know, um, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a woman, so I don't, I'm going to stay out of their business. I'm going to speak for my side. So, Everything has to be so tough. We have to be so secret in how we we give compliments to each other because of the insecurities that safe mode has put us in. So we like, oh, I'm trying to get like you. I see you. Bruh. It's never a direct, yo, you look nice in that, in 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 that. Yo, that color suits you well, fam. Where you get that from? It's the insecurities that prevents us from growing. I've met so many people and I've reached out and commented on so many things because I'm sure of who I am. Like, it's funny because I have siblings or because I have siblings that wasn't raised like me and my older two brothers, we was raised like gritty, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a man. You gotta be a tough, you gotta be tough, yada, yada, whatever. My younger siblings, they're free. 
right? They don't have the same, like, they don't have the same standards, the same ideas, the same lifestyle that me and my two older brothers have. Granted, they are 15. They are 10 because I have two siblings that are the same age. Um, they are 10 and 15 years younger than me, right? To see the freedom that they have to express themselves. It's crazy. I love it. I love looking at my siblings, my younger siblings, social media. And I love it because as weird as it is or as out there as it is or as beautiful as it is, they're living free. This whole, you know, their whole generation, I don't think they I don't even think they understand how good they have it as a result to being who they are, being who they want to be. As an adult now, I'll tell it like if I like it, I don't care. Excuse me. I don't care if it's a if it's a guy. My mind doesn't say, oh, you gay because you like a hoodie that somebody has on a jacket that someone else uh, has has a hairstyle shoes like nah that shit fresh where did you get it from do they make it in my size i'm able to do that because i'm because what i learned in safe mode was i'm bugging and the people who had to live like that are bugging. I laugh because I'll be on social media and I follow people. I follow a few people that are in the uh, LGBTIA plus, right? And social media, they be they be trying me. Like you'll you'll like something without knowing this person's sexuality. Like I don't understand why it matters, um, but. Then your algorithm will send you to like full into it. I'm an ally. But social media be trying me because they put they, they'll force you right into it. What I learned in safe mode is I don't have to be mad. That's an insecurity. That. Was given to us through generational disrespect, through generational fear, through so much more. When they comment on on stuff that I post, it's not a when I see them enjoying themselves, it's not a look at that. That's crazy. It took me to, and and this is years now. I don't want to make it like this. Is just like right now. I'm like, oh, that's cool. No, I don't. It don't affect me. Just like I want to be left alone. Just like I want people to, you know, have constructive uh, criticism or constructive communication with me. That's how I look at it. 
I've been able to open up more because I'm like, yo, it's wild how how people put stuff in your head to make you feel away. The reason why I brought up the compliments, like I I, I saw this lady like, hey, why uh, she had made up a, a, a post that said, why don't men compliment each other? And I was honest, growing up in the inner city, you like that's gay. It's so much homophobia in the inner city that that is the first thought that comes to most inner city, uh, most men who are born in the inner city. That's gay. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm not saying that. I'm not letting my friend know he looks away. That's why we have so many issues in our community. Because you want everybody to be so tough. You want all these these roles to be uh, uh, traditional. And that's not how life is. Sometimes you got a, a person in the friend group that dressed really, really nice and could afford that. Sometimes you have somebody in the friend group like myself. All I wear is my brand, sweats and T-shirts. I don't have anything designer other than my shoes because they made in Italy and they designer to me. So whatever. But without my safe mode, without me sitting back in having that that uh, 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 that screensaver in front of me and being able to sit back and like, all right, this is what they this is what they see on the screen, but have no idea. Like, I'm really trying to figure this out. I'm really sitting here, you know, with certain things that go through my mind that I know is from insecurity. I don't like to be on, on camera a lot. I don't like to stand up a lot. You know, like I'm confident as a result to my person. I'll talk shit all day. I'm handsome. I could fuck good. Like I'll talk. I'll talk crazy like that all day. But in real time, I like. Whew. I learned that in my safe mode. I always have an excuse like why I don't want lights on. I always have an excuse on, oh, I'm trying to create an ambiance. I always have an excuse on being so bright, but always trying to play the background. Nah, nah. Y'all about, about to get this handsome face. No matter how I be like low key sweating, like, oh my God, like, is my face right? Is my beard right? Is this like, nah, y'all about to get it. Because I love me, I love how I feel, I love how I look. I have days to where I know that I'm, you know, I'm getting off a little bit, but sure. Your boy looked in the mirror the other day and my face looked skinny. That's all I need. I don't need a scale. Had me holding my beard down, like trying to really see my real face, like it was crazy. But I learned that in my safe place behind a screensaver. A lot of chaos is caused from insecurities. A lot of arguments are caused from insecurities. A lot of relationships go wrong because of insecurities. But we only point at, oh, you you like big girls? I'm insecure because I'm not as big. Oh, you like small girls or small women? Oh, I'm insecure because I'm a big woman. That's insecurities created in safe mode. Everybody know me. I love me a big woman. I don't discriminate on any size, any color, any nothing, uh, any nothing. But my my preference is big women. If I'm insecure, 
because society tells me all this derogatory stuff about big women and they not healthy, they not this, that. You ain't met the women that I met before. Our insecurities prevent us from getting jobs because we don't believe we can be that good. We don't believe that we're that smart. Insecurities could stifle our uh, creativity because we feel like it's not going to be good enough. Had I not had my moments in my safe mode, this podcast doesn't exist. Peacefully Flawed Apparel doesn't exist. Complex the Poet doesn't exist. Those insecurities, I had to battle myself. It look away. I know I'm handsome. I know I'm a good father. It look, it look, it, it look good, right? But in safe mode, my kids is wilding the fuck out. My dad bod is is struggling. I'm getting skinny everywhere except for the stomach. Um, relationships ain't shit. Work ain't shit. Like it look it look good because for me it's it's what I present. That's why last week behind the curtain was so big for me because I'm like nah like or not last week whenever behind the curtain was. Because I start realizing I'm sitting behind the curtain because I'm afraid of the light that I keep telling people to get to. I keep telling y'all. I'm not talking to y'all always. I'm talking for me, too. Yeah, get on here. No matter the darkness, get to the light. I tell you that every day and I struggle with it every day. But that's what this podcast is about. It's about making you understand that just because you are going through these insecurities just because you are going through these mental things it doesn't mean you have to stop being you it means that you have to find a way to be you better only you (laughs) sorry (laughs) only you can Make you better. I'm laughing because <laughs> I just heard my bro voice in my head. Only you can prevent forest fires. We came up on Smokey the Bear. <laughs> but only you can can make yourself better. By allowing yourself to be coached properly, right? If you if you have a partner or a friend group listening, being a real team player, like not being there uh, just to try to be a leader, but also being there to learn. Yeah, it's cool. Everybody has a leader mentality. But if if nobody's there to learn, it's it's not beneficial. And we 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 as, as humans, we have to get there. Like we have to want to be better for ourselves. It doesn't matter how it looks. I present to you guys. The finished product, because I am complex, the poet, father, author and entrepreneur. I sit on this podcast and I speak from Kevin's mouth. The the person who struggles with relationships, the person who struggles with uh, uh, 
knowing when I am or am not being loved properly. That struggles with uh, my kids getting older and me trying to deal with their different personalities and, you know, not really having a break. I struggle with that, but I had to learn who do I want to be? Do I want to complain for no help? Do I want to complain about relationships and not having, you know, a healthy one or one like, do I want to complain about this job or do I want to, you know, I hate this job, but I'm building my empire. My kids are on my nerves, but I they, I have to let them grow up and learn certain things. and I have to coach from a distance and, and be proper in how I deliver it to them. Right. If I'm complaining with like if I'm if I'm saying things without a solution, that's complaining. If I'm venting, I hate this job. These people get on my nerves. These kids is on my nerves. Um, cooking is on my nerves. But I'm behind the scenes still being the editor, still being the videographer, still being the content creator, still being the designer, still being the uh, graphic artist, still being the animations officer, still being the CFO, still being uh, the person who if I'm doing all of that and stepping outside of my insecurities, I'm a win. I'm a win right there. No matter how much it hurts, no matter how much confusion it causes, I'm going to win right there if I just get up and do one thing. I used to have this idea in my mind that I had to do every single thing that I needed to do in a like hurry up, do it, do it, do it. That's insecurity. That's insecurity. DW told me a few weeks ago, hey, fam, you're talking too fast, right? You're talking too fast. You be having good points, but you miss it because you keep wanting to hurry up and talk. I was like, oh. In my mind, the the pauses, the, the silence. is going to have people turn it off. Because it's like, like I have to speak every second or else they're going to turn it off. Who said that? I listen to podcasts. I listen to music. I listen to or I watch TV and stuff. And there is a such thing as a dramatic, a dramatic pause. And I know it. But my mind says, nah, bro, if you be quiet for a split second, they're going to leave. Right. I told you I want to uh, chop it up with my with my uh, bro and my sis. Um, last week, right? And my sister's like, bro, why are you moving through it so fast? Like, have you thought about, like, like, <laughs> let me not lie. She's like, do you be taking notes or not? <laughs> she get on my nerves. But the point is, insecurity have be having me or, or it had me on this podcast. Constructive criticism and me understanding, hey, yeah, this is therapy for me and I'm getting it out, but people are listening and you're fucking it up because you can't control your mind enough to say pause. DW and and Mac and Lauren, they don't know each other from from Adam. But. All of them saw the insecurity of me 
da 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 They don't know it's an insecurity. They're just like, hey, bro, what are you doing? Like, you, you, you be fired up and you be saying some good shit, but we, it, nah. You change the subject so fast that we can't even really, like, get a good vibe with it. Without having to deal with my insecurities, that all the conversations would have been chaos to me and disrespect and it'll put me without dealing with my insecurities it'll put me back in that you just saying stuff because you hating it'll put me back in that emotional bag without the insecurities that I had to deal with I'm going to take that I'm going to take that criticism that is going to improve what I'm doing, I'm going I'm to take that and be mad about it now. Because why you said that to me? This is my podcast. I can do what I want. Whole while I'm telling people, yo, hit me up if you want to. Poetic Properties. Uh, Poetic Properties podcast. Do I want to be hit up or do I not? But it comes with understanding who's delivering the message. These are people who, who are supportive to the podcast. They've listened to it, watched it enough to know, hey, bro, why you do that? Don't don't do that. Slow it down. Stop worrying about being on a timer. You fucking up the lesson because you're looking at the time. So now. Shit, I didn't I didn't know. My mind is telling me, keep going, keep going, keep going. Now that I know. It's like, all right, I can chill. I can be a little bit more comfortable. Not saying that my my insecurities about being on camera, speaking on a microphone are all the way uh, uh, cured or handled. But I was able to sit in two conversations. And if you are a creative or if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a person who does projects at work and you take pride in what you are doing. Insecure, you will be offended by correction and you will accept it only as criticism. You won't you won't even be able to see the bigger picture of what's being said because you're so insecure that the message is gone. My response to them was, all right, I'm I'm a try. Understand, though, I have this insecurity that I feel like people are going to turn it off. If I pause. I know that sounds crazy. Because even their response to that was like, man, shut the fuck up and pause. My boy uh, DW is like, bro, if you don't write somewhere, pause. Like, just write it somewhere. That way you don't have to think about it. You can look at wherever you're going to look and then it's a reminder. Pause. It's stuff like that that I appreciate because when I say I'm something, I expect it to be challenged from wherever, 
Right. Not saying I expect any particular person to challenge what I what like challenge what I say that I am. But I expect the universe to take that like this is who I say I am. And I expect the universe to give me things to see if I'm if, if I'm if I am who I say I am. And these are situation because the, this, this podcast is my baby. Like they know me, they know that this podcast is my baby. But me healing my insecurities about certain things enough allowed me to listen to both of them and not even be emotional about it and legit take notes like, okay, the pod is good, but it could be better if you stop trying to be the micro machine, man, and stop worrying about the pauses, stop worrying about the little bouts of silence. Because it's okay. I don't get that if I don't learn what to do in safe mode. It's so much stuff that you lose. It's so much stuff that you lose and try to find yourself that we get scared and we just stop and we just start to accept what's what because the fear of having to stand up for yourself. Like, think about the first time you stood up to your parent. Like, if you, was a, if you were a kid that got whoopings, right? Think about the first time you was like, fam, this is the last whooping. I'm not going to hold you. I think if I got whooped today, I still would cry. Just to put that out there because I, like, I don't want to act like I'm tough. But think about the first time you was like, nah, like, this is not happening. It may have taken you, like, a good three times of, yo, I said, I, hey, this is what it is. But once you got it out and once you stood on that, how good did it feel? Like for real, like how good did it feel when you are able to say, hey, enough is enough of this. It's not helping me. Without those moments in safe mode, without those moments in your insecurities, you don't get there. You just vibe and live life how you are being told. You move like the next person because that's what it is. It's like as human beings, we want to be in like like a school of fish so bad. And we can't we can't do that because we all fucking dumb. We all are emotionally unstable. We all are head cases. We all don't know what we want to do. Henceforth, we stay in these large ass friend groups just to go with the flow. For me, I had to realize that and I had to back up. I told y'all, like when I was younger, my friend, we was thick. We was not playing that shit. We put on for our city. As I start getting older, I have one friend from when I was a child. And I say friend loosely because that's the person who I moved here after he got out of college. He moved here. Right. That's my dog. No matter what we ever been through, no matter nothing, like we'll talk for two weeks and not talk for a month. We'll not talk for three months, then talk every day or text every like that's my dog. But I had to understand the rest of the crew, not like it ain't it's not beef. We grown. It's important for us to start thinking for ourselves uh, uh, in general, but but more so when you are in a large friend group. I got married at the blocks like 
My wedding was thick, 14, 15 groomsmen. That's how close-knit my friend group was. People went off to college, lived their life. People went off to uh, to get married, to, to their entrepreneur stuff. Everybody did what they had to do, and distance just makes things dissipate. Without the moments that I have to sit and, and, and hold myself accountable for things, I don't get that realization like, y'all, I love y'all. But I got to do this chapter without y'all. And I got to understand that it's OK. I got to I, I can't let my mind trick me into uh, uh, seeing growth as disrespect, seeing growth as being left alone. I'm traumatized. Right. That's trauma. My brother left to college. I, I like I was six, seven, 16, 15, 16, I think I could have been 17. I cried like I was two. I didn't know. I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what to do. My brother is like my father, like everything that he did, I did. Because he was everything he did. He was a legend at everything. So when he left, I'm like, like, yo, huh? Without the without having to sit with myself, I would still be lost in that moment of I can't believe my brother just left me. The person who I've been running after since I was born. Fast forward to now we grown with kids living life. And guess what happens? His entrepreneurial journey and mine go hand in hand. I don't recognize that hiding insecurities, hiding frustrations, hiding hurt. I'm not saying he hurt me. I'm just saying in general, people, we don't realize like that baggage that we carry from not dealing with trauma, from not stopping trauma when we when we identify it, from being scared of 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 trying to stop it. Like that bag we carry could kill us. If we don't get out of our emotions long enough to to figure out this who I want to be, this how I want to be. We all have this screensaver mode where and, and if you if you're my age, you remember that. Um, the simple screensavers. Right. You didn't have the pictures. You didn't have like the pictures like you had a little uh, a, a little object that just kind of floated around or you had uh, the laser, the laser squares that uh, invert and, and and twist and turn on each other and stuff and change different colors. We didn't care what that meant. It was amusing to us. Like the people who like when Internet was first was was first a thing like that was amusing to us. Like, oh, look at this. Look at it. It's going to hit the corner. It's not going to hit the corner. Uh, uh, oh, that's fresh. Change it to make it look like space. Uh, make it look like stars moving like. Idiots. 
have no idea that behind that illusion, so much is going on. Just immediately forget you got a whole document open. You got the whole Encyclopedia Britannica sitting there open. We care more about the screensaver when it like when it first became a thing, like it was, it was insane. Just seeing something move and you just hit a button and it and it just pops open. That's how life is. You're just moving through life in screensaver mode and you're showing people these illusions. You're showing people uh, uh, how you uh, illuminate in the dark. You show these people how, you know, great this is that this this that. Uh, thing that you delivered that you made like you show them all of this you show them like the poems that you that you've written like you show them the finished product they have no idea that you didn't finish writing that poem until two minutes before record you had no idea like practice was going to be like this like they don't see that they don't see the immediate like like Immediately when it opens, they don't see the chaos. They didn't see what you delivered. They just see what you delivered. You deliver them greatness. You deliver them peace. You deliver them love. Because behind the screensaver, you working on that shit. For the sake of yourself. Right. For the sake of me, I'm working on how to love me. So that I can be in real time understanding that. I can't fuck with you because you don't love me. Love is an action. Right. And for me, love is probably. Top 10, top 15 attributes uh, that I look for in people like. It's not number one. It's not. It's not even top ten for me. People ha- people use that love word, and and they don't understand what it means. They 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 want to love you traditionally by basically just saying they love you, and in uh, that way, saying I love you is just saying you won't kill me, right? Because you love me. But having love and using it as action, it's uh, making sure that you are good mentally, making sure that if I'm responsible for you or we're we're uh, uh, in a relationship or a business relationship that we both doing our parts actively to show appreciation. I shouldn't have to ask you to tell me I'm doing a good job. If I'm doing a good job, you should be able to say, yo, good job. It don't have to be nothing deep. I also shouldn't have to wait for you to tell me or have insecurities about telling me I'm doing a bad job, because if I'm here with you. Right. Friends, work, kids, if I'm here with you, relationships, if I'm here with you, there has to be a level of understanding that you need to, like, this needs to be action thing. I don't want to hear you tell me you love me and then you turn around and shoot me in the face. The fuck? I could care less about that. Is you doing your part or not? The bad part of getting lost in, in, your screensaver mode is because it's like a it's a sense of 
It's a sense of freedom that we don't need. Like that portion of the freedom we don't need, right? That's the dumb part. That's the, I'm so comfortable in where I'm at, regardless of what's going on. So I'm going to stay here. And I'm going to keep twisting and turning and illuminating the screen. I'm going to keep doing that because I'm comfortable here. And if I evaluate it correctly, it's going to be harder to start over to, to, to be able to find my place of peace or be able to find out who I want to be with, be able to find out what type of parent I want to be, what type of business person. Like, I'm comfortable here. A lot of us are in screensaver mode right now. In business, in relationships, and friendships, we just too weak to be the one to be like, yo, this ain't it. Like this, like for real, for real, like this, this ain't it. This ain't where it's at. It's a mental thing that we go through. It's easy to say, I, I want to be happy. It's easy to say, um, I don't want to go through this. It's easy to say, uh, I could do bad by myself. Like I have never met anyone who used that phrase. I'm old. I could do bad by myself. They, a lot of people that I've ever heard said that are still doing bad together. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing bad. Relationships are ass for me. I have an insecurity that because I have kids, not that like, like I can't really get into a, a relationship. I can't really flirt for real. I can't really be on that type of time. Like it has to be on horror time. It has to be. I got kids here that, that affect what I do in life. To an extent, I'm all they have, right? So that responsibility I take seriously. I don't want anybody to, like, I don't want anybody to feel, like, insecure me with saying, oh, they don't want a body with kids. It's because I have the kids. Right? Like, it's a, like, it's a, uh, it's a shield. It's a it's a force field for me to use. Oh, I ain't trying to. They don't want to, want to mess with the kids. In reality, it's an insecurity because in my mind, like like my kids are good kids. Like they're good kids, but I'm what they have, right? And I don't ever want to put anyone in the position to feel like they have to stepmother. My kids, yeah, you gonna you, you gonna respect them as they are. They gonna respect you, but on the flip side, I don't want you to also feel like, oh, he don't really fuck with me because he don't really want me around his kids. Nah, it ain't that. I don't want I don't want this to be a burden for you. I want to be able to enjoy you. I want to be able to have fun with you. I want to be able to be in love with you and the idea of it being something without in the back of my mind feeling like, dang, either. It's going to break off because I'm so attentive to my kids and my kids are my priority or we going to break up because I really don't. I'm really not letting you be around my kids. Right. That's insecurity. I can't take somebody's choice of wanting to or want not to. 
because I have kids. But my insecurity still, no, I'm not going to flirt with you for real. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put you in that in that in that type of uh, situation. I'm I'm at a place in my life that like being a whore is is the best I got because I was in a situation where I thought like, oh well, it doesn't matter. Like, and then being told like I can't really fuck with you for real. Like. Your kids are, are your kids are kids. That fucked me up. That really did. And so it's difficult for me to get out of that that mode. I'm not like it's difficult for me to get out of that mode of like really trying to flirt with one of y'all. It's not it, it's not a, a physical insecurity. It's not a mental. Uh, yeah, I guess it is a mental insecurity. But it's something that I'm working on. So when I'm sitting like, oh, I'd rather be a whore, I'd rather be in open relationships and stuff, that's an insecurity of mine. I mean, I don't mind it for real, for real. But it's not all insecurity. Like where my mind is now is different from when I was 19, 20. I understand people a little bit better. I understand what I want a, a lot better. But going through the chaos of healing, going through the chaos of isolation, going through that, like you learn so much. And it's difficult because you have to face the things that you have to face the things from people that you love. That hurts you. And identify, yo, that hurt for real. And you don't even like like you don't even care that it hurt for real. So you have to start putting up walls and you have to start uh, uh, redrawing boundaries and stuff like that. And it hurts. Right. When you are on a healing journey for yourself, isolation is uh, a definite destination. I don't know for how long for for most people, but it's a definite destination because that is the only place that you are going to be able to round up your real emotions. That is the time that you have to get behind that screensaver and be in safe mode. But do it in a healthy way. Don't don't let it draw over into you just being there to be there. It's chaos behind it's it's chaos behind there. And the point of the the point of having yourself in screensaver mode is to deliver the thing that you need to deliver properly while still working on who you want to be. I'm big on keeping relationships private. I'm big on keeping beef private in a sense of I don't get on here and tell y'all what I, what what really really is happening? I delivered in a way that is still respectful to me and whoever is involved. Not because I really give a fuck about their opinion on it, but because I care about my opinion on it. I'm not passing on insecurities. I'm not speaking insecurities to the airwaves. I'm not allowing my kids to dwell in their insecurities. We gon we we gonna figure it out respectfully. 
we're going to make sure that, yeah, all right, I'm insecure about this. Cool. And I'm going to let you do that because I do it. But at some point, we got to say, am I scared of this for real? Like, what do I need to do to to get out of this? For me, getting out of my insecurities is going to take a lot. Because there's so many of them that I'm bringing up as I'm sitting behind the screensaver. So many issues that's coming up without me being on meds that I'm like, oh, that that's insecurity right there. Like, I'm glad that I've had the mental strength to not be uh, not be insecure as a result to being inside of a relationship and outside influence. My insecurities are me based. Because. My ego is still there. And not my ego as a result to just making up stuff, right? My ego is still there and prepared to be who I'm supposed to be because now my ego sits in facts. So when I tell you I'm nice with poetry. That's because I'm nice with it. When I tell you I know that this podcast is a real thing, it's because I know that I'm nice with it. I know the level that I'm willing to go to be vulnerable and make you understand the importance of having the feelings that you have, expressing them and getting through them. I know I'm nice with that. Can't no one take that from me. But if you sit behind a screensaver too long, you go a little cuckoo, you get a little... You get a little out there because you you then rely on that uh, presentation, that persona uh, of of uh, ideal perfection in your eyes. You rely on that. And you're not working on the stuff that that is really going to make you be that. You're not doing anything but taking your glasses off and opening up your shirt. That's it. When it's all said and done, shirt going to be right back button. Glasses are going to be right back on. Until you began to understand. Yeah, I, I need the screensaver. I need to be able to present this person of who I am and where I'm trying to get to, you know, uh, and I have to. But if you're not also in the back as you delivering this this presentation of whatever, if you're not in the back of the screen, Working on it, it's useless. Keep that shit open. What you trying to, what you trying to protect? What you trying to hide? Because you ain't working on you. This is me, this podcast. This is me working on what's behind the screensaver. The poetry, the apparel, that's before anything, right? That's, all right. He got dressed today. That looks nice. He he wears his own clothes. Cool. The poetry, yo, I love it. Right? You you get in you you you're getting the presentation. You don't know how many tears I cried in them poems. 
you know, you don't know how my divorce affected me, how my kids affected uh, my kids being sick affected me. How I was having COVID, how, you know, feeling like I have to do everything alone, feeling uh, uh, lonely, not in a sense of relationship, but just lonely in general. Like you have no idea the years of things that I went through to give you that perfect piece of what I needed to give you. But I didn't know that until I had to sit down and and stop giving a piece. I choose peace over everything. It don't matter what type of relationship I'm in. It don't matter what type of friendship I am. If you alter my peace, then peace. I've been stabbed. I've been shot at. I've been jumped. I've been cheated on. I've been disrespected. I've been talked down on. I've been so many things. And I was just in that screensaver mode, just trying to save face. Whole while I'm feeling like that Michael Jordan me, but I'm just, but I'm tough, right? Like, I'm not going to show you that you broke me. But I'm also not going to deal with the things that are being said to me. So now I am reacting irrationally to everything. I will go out of my way to be irrational in life instead of just telling you, hey, this how that made me feel. Because you don't understand me conversing with you, telling you how I feel. So now I have to act the ass and knowing that in every relationship that I've been a part of from being a child, from being an athlete, from being a, a boyfriend, from being a husband, from being a father. That's how I act. Nah, not I. Not me. I am moving in a way that protects my peace. I am dealing with my insecurities. I am in my safe space, but I'm working. I get on here and I tell you, hey, listen. This is this is what this week was. That's why it's imperative for me to get that that week, uh, that weekly mental health check in, because I want you to see. Nah. Nah, I'm I'm never changing. I'm never changing the concept of this podcast. Because it's needed. I need y'all to feel me, not feel me to be uh, uh, not feel me to be sad for me. I need y'all to feel me so you can feel yourself. I need y'all to be so annoyed with how free I'm being that it makes you so mad that you're like, I got to try it. Like, I want to annoy you into it, like, if I have to. Like, again, y'all know how I am and how attached I am when I finally uh, meet new people and they accept me and I accept them for who we are, right? And we was laughing yesterday because um, the head of our, uh, of the new group chat that I'm in, she don't play that shit about like you just not doing, right? Like she just, she's just like, no, nah, do it. Like, I'm like, nah, but I feel, nah, post it. And it's not just me, it's like all of us, like, nah. Like I'm not, I'm not supporting you not trying to move forward. I don't care how little it is, right? And so we were laughing because we're like, you just gonna punk us into, to, 
doing what we supposed to do you gonna punk us into healing like that's our that's our joke because she don't play and it trips me out because i'm like damn everyone who i like besides mac mac been my guy since sixth grade dw and tati i think it's been three two three years i just met blue um not even two months ago but everybody who I've who I've brought into my life, they do not play about me having bad days without taking action on making it better. Right? Blue told me as a stranger, hey, I'm glad you made this post right now because I was confused about what the hell your page was about, you was about, etc. So I told like, yo, I, I just I'm, I'm really insecure about, you know, being on camera, like in real time, like having conversations. Um, it gives me anxiety, not that I, you know, feel like I'm going to do something wrong or say something wrong. And I'm saying all that. Right. I'm passionate. Right. She ain't gonna fuck about none of that shit. All right, bro. Cool. But you you the glue. So. What did she tell me? She said. What did she tell me? <laughs> she said, what, you gonna, you gonna let the the quotes? That's what she said. You trying to let the quotes run the business? <laughs> and so I'm like, ma'am, you don't know me. Why are you talking to me this way? But that's how my friendships work. Tati and DW, same way. My brother, same way. Mac, the same way. Everybody who I have an actual conversation with is like... They know that I'm an emotional being, but they know that I guess I give off the energy that I just I understand and accept order. So they be talking and I'm like. You would think that we was raised together, how y'all be saying certain things and I'll just be like, all right, bet. I don't accept that. I don't understand it without dealing with myself. It is unhealthy to be in screensaver mode for months and weeks and years at a time. We're losing so much hiding behind presentation. At what point do we see who we are and we're like, all right, I'm going to give you this, but I'm working on me for real. Like I always say, like when it hit, when it hit, when it hit. That's my thing of letting you know, like, all right, you're going to keep on playing. And when that door open up, you're going to see how ready I really am. So it's important for me to be honest. It's important for me to say when I have bad days, it's important for me to say when I have OK days, when I have good days. But the, the main reason why I'm here is to let you guys see and let you all see. It's OK. You good. You can like what you like. You can do what you want to do. You can be an embarrassment to yourself while uh, uh, trying to figure out who you are because of the mistakes that you're making. Them mistakes are going to turn you into a beast. I have learned nothing from succeeding. Nothing. Everything that I've learned was from failure. And I had to understand that and get that bear off my back of just feeling like I'm so useless every time something fails. 
I'm not where I'm at today if I don't have those moments with myself. So many things have, have happened with my poetry, with the books, with recording, with the podcast, with the so many things happen in my life. But am I going to sit behind the screensaver and just let it kill me or I'm going to be in this bitch like Bob the Builder in in building up my emotions and building uh, fighting through uh, 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 bulldozing through my insecurities. Rebuilding who I want to be Getting my foundation right of who I say that I am Without nobody looking At some point I got to wake up and, and, and be that person So with the people that I have in my life That I have conversations with Yeah, they allow me to vent And they like, now what? Because we don't do complaining that, and it's super crazy. It's super duper crazy that the five people that I speak to as an adult, like, and it's more because I'm part of group chats, but the, 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 the people who have impacted me, like, right now, they do not allow me to complain. They do not allow me to get on a high horse. I can vent if I want to, but if no solution is after that, man, they be so fast to be like, hey, bro, fuck is that? Like, where the solution at? And I'm learning as I'm grinding through trying to be a better me every day. To understand the peace that I need every day. To understand the, the, the life that I'm trying to lead for myself, for my kids. Like, I can't sit behind a desk and be complaining. I have to get up and I have to do something. It's important. To know that it's important. So I don't care who thinks I'm over emotional. I don't care who thinks I uh, am a crybaby. Uh, I don't care who thinks I'm soft. I don't care about none of that shit. What I care about is healing. That's what I care about. I've been sitting behind the screensaver for too long. Not doing not not doing anything. And then one day I woke up and I'm like, yo, all right, I'm going to give y'all this, uh, like, like, word to luck. You're going to get this work. But you're going to get the work from a master. You're going to get this work from a person who ha is, is behind the scenes working on a craft, working on learning everything they need to do for their, their business, for their life. And when you get a piece of that, understand a master gave that to you. I'm not just sitting down here, just not working, not researching, not doing anything and call myself getting on this uh, camera and, and giving y'all a podcast from from nothing. That's because I'm back here working. That's because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my medicine. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to uh, smoke the weed uh, only or the medicine? Do I want to do the medicine, uh, the medicine only smoke the weed? Like I'm back here doing the work. I'm back here meditating. I'm back here, you know, being true to my emotions and controlling them and not speaking out of turn, not speaking in a way to hurt anybody, but to be an uh, advocate for myself. I'm going to fuck what you feel about what I'm saying. 
if I'm telling you this from peace, from a from my place of hurt, from my place of chaos, and I'm delivering in a way that is positive, I do not care what the fuck you're talking about. I had to learn how to 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 get that because that's how I, that's how I learned how to stop being combative in conversation. Right. I am delivering to you everything that I have to say in a peaceful, maybe emotional way, but I'm delivering it with. With the idea that you are going to listen to understand. If your response doesn't allow me uh, the peace that I that I gave forth, <clears throat> fuck the whole conversation and fuck you. A lot of times, I'll, I'll never talk to you again. I don't care because you're not trying to take the simplest time to understand my peace. I work hard, right? There was years that I sat behind a screensaver and I'm just letting the picture paint itself like everything is good. Nobody ha- you have no idea the verbal abuse I was going through in my marriage. You have no idea the verbal emotional abuse that I was going through in my marriage and with my daughter and mom. You have no idea the mental abuse that I was dealing with my ex. You do have an idea. The wedding was popping. You do have an idea. Oh, you know, baby girl is here. You do have an idea. Oh, you know, they they about to get married and stuff like that. At what point do I wake up and be like, yo, y'all, y'all did a, a, a disservice to me that I don't think anybody deserves. I'm not perfect, but I'm reactionary. There's nothing that I've done that wasn't reactionary. And this is why I said at the beginning, you need to understand and you need to be prepared because a lot of us are not strong enough to get their lick back. I got my lick back and I've been dolo ever since. And I'm not missing uh, a, a relationship. I'm not missing anything. I missed that person because that was like I, I, I said, I sent a message to the universe. And I got a response. And when shit got funny. Instead of me for real, for real, like, hey, you need to stop so that we can have a conversation. I went and got my lick back and I ain't. I ain't look back. I couldn't. But it takes it, it you it, it takes time to warm up to it takes time to build up to it takes you to really have to go through some things and, and understand. Understand what you're willing to accept in a relationship. Understand what you are not. Don't be mean. Hey, listen, I told you this up front. All right, I got to go. You're doing this and you're not you're not listening to. All right, I got to go. Whole while I'm presenting to you guys a, a, a calm, peaceful type lifestyle. That's why for me, I don't be posting people on my on my socials. Cause I'm fooling, I'm I'm fooling y'all, but like, like, in an attempt to fool y'all, I'm fooling myself more. Cause I'm looking at the pictures, y'all. We look so happy, y'all. But you just threw a fucking rock at me. You just told me I wasn't shit. But I'm like, oh, I love my girl so much. Fuck that. 
I love me. And I need somebody to love them so they can understand that that's not high on my on my list of attributes that I need to rock with you. I don't need you to be hiding behind your screensaver presenting to me this person that you you think I, I want you to be. Now I want you to be real. I want you to be raw. I want you to be authentic. Getting to that is the hard part. Getting to that is the part that that hurts us, that hurts us all. It's crazy because. The original purpose of a screensaver was to prevent phosphor burn um, on CRT and plasma computer monitors. So in essence, the screensaver was created to protect the vision. And so when we go in these modes to where we're um, just kind of going with the flow, when we're going through these modes to where things kind of don't make sense, but we don't want to rock the boat and we're just going through it, that is your your mental protecting the vision. Anytime you find yourself in those spaces where it's like, I know how I see this relationship. I know how I see this business. I know how I see this opportunity. And the screensaver comes on, the vision not right. The vision not right because the screensaver gonna come on. You gonna you gonna you know everything gonna start seeing chaotic. Everything gonna just you gonna move around and the the lights and the the stars are gonna flicker and all that type of stuff. And you gonna be lost because that's your screensaver. Like yo, this ain't the vision. We 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 think that people hating on us. We think that people are 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 out to hurt us when we deliver in certain things, right? And that's the emotional part of it. But we we have this feeling like, oh, they a hater, they don't want to support this this and that, stuff like that. And people are gonna support what they feel comfortable supporting. But if you keep giving half visions, they're not going to to support. Right? I'm vulnerable in here because the vision is to have other people be able to be vulnerable and open up and feel safe doing that with their family and friends. But if I only say my kids are on a roll, if I only say, man, I cooked the best meal today. If I only say, man, my kids so respectful, but I never say these motherfuckers on my nerves, they wilding out at home. If I never say, man, I've been trying to to master this recipe for three weeks. If I never say that, you don't know. Again, I don't want I don't care about people telling me their business and stuff as a result to their personal life and stuff like that. What I care about is if you out here trying to guide, if you are out here trying to lead, stop giving me the, the perfect picture. Open the screensaver. Let me see the vision. Let me see. Let me see why I should allow you to lead me. Right. I'm about order. I'm not one of them. Uh Oh, like I'm definitely not a, a big bro and them type or a little bro and them type guy. I'm just I'm just not. I'm securing myself to see. Younger or older. 
I'm secure enough in myself to see, okay, you put in the work to be able to tell me that. You were more knowledgeable in that. This is something that I have never studied, never cared, never cared to study, didn't haven't even Googled it or anything, right? Because I know that this is what you do. This is how you like, like, like you research, you put it into action. It didn't work. You research, you did it like over and over and over again. And then you see me having an issue with something and you're like, hey, Boom, 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 boom. And so I'm like, well, how do you know? If I don't know your story, if I don't know your actions, I don't, I don't know your quality. I don't know if you're qualified to lead me to this thing. Right? So I have the same, like when I'm on this, when I'm on this podcast, the vision is this. I'm open about that. In order for me to get the vision across, I got to tell you, hey, this week was bad. I was ready to quit. This week was bad. I'm ready to scrap with my kids. This week was bad. I'm crying because I miss both my daughters. I'm uh, like, if I don't tell you that and I just come up to you like, yo, no matter the darkness, get to the light, my guy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm in shambles right now. This is what you got. I protect other people from telling from 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 me how I choose to word the things that I go through because I don't want the extra drama. I don't want the comments and all that. Like, I don't want none of my exes on there, none of my so-called uh, friends. or whatever. I don't want anybody on there just trying to start shit to start shit. So I'm very uh, uh, I'm very honest in what I say. But I'm also even though I don't have to, I'm very protective over those people that hurt me. I put in the work to get here. Six years ago, seven years ago, you would whoo, you would hear it, hear it. But this is as raw as I can be from my perspective without causing chaos in someone else's life. Because at the end of the day, whether they hurt me or not, I will ride for the people who I have a real connection with. Whether it's bad or good, because uh, uh, you're not gonna hurt you. You're not gonna hurt them just because they hurt me. You're not. You're not gonna hurt them. Again, that sounds that sounds noble. That sounds like he's a stand up guy. No, that's a fucking insecurity. Because that says that, like my mind say, if you call me, no matter how much you hurt me. If you call me and need me and I'm not there now, my mind is like, oh, man, they're going to they going to tell everybody I was, I was this. They're going to tell everybody I was that. It's crazy how the mind works. It's crazy how how you get put in these positions and you don't understand. Like you get into these moments like I feel like blah, I feel like this. I feel like. Listen, that is your that is your mental Creating a screensaver because the vision is not clear of where you're trying to go. For me, I'm in the, the protection mode of the screensaver. I'm in that mode to where I don't trust you with my flaws fully. And this is in my real day to day life. I don't trust you with my flaws 
really. Uh, I don't trust you with my with my flaws at work. I don't trust you as a result to um, just me in general, my kid. I don't trust you. So I'm so my screensaver is in protection mode. We behind here working. We behind we behind here trying to build something. But I can't let nobody in because I, I like you're not about to alter you're not about to alter the growth that we've made through all the chaos, through all the pain, through all the confusion. You're not gonna alter that. So I'm in protection mode because I see how you move and I don't have the energy to remain calm about it. When I'm in a situation to where I feel like I'm about to jump outside of who I say that I am today, got to get away from you. I say it often, my responses are predicated on if I ever, like if I care about ever talking to you again. And where I'm at in life and what I'm going through in life, it's not, it's not that many people that I feel like are a necessity to me. I know that sounds bad, but if you can't offer me anything, and I'm not talking about money. Because there's more things other than money and love that people need. But if you are taking from me and not giving me anything in return, you have to get away from me. I had these moments to where, like, I, I remember distinctively each stage of my screensaver, right? That fear, so it's an immediate, it's immediate, boom, somebody's watching. Oh, my God. So it's an immediate control, alt, delete, lock. No plan, no nothing. Just sitting there sweating and, and mentally going over. What did they see? Uh, I hope they didn't see this part. I wonder what they're thinking about me. I wonder if they're going to bring it up, right? I've been through all of that. I've been through the safe mode. I've been through the prevent mode. I'm just going to put my phone upside down just to prevent you from starting shit. Because anytime I look at my phone, it's a problem. Right. And I had this this I had this thing where like because I was in relationships. Right. I had to share everything. Right. I had to share my time. I had to share my space. I had to share what I watched on TV. Like I had to share uh, uh, um, taste buds. Like I had to share everything. My phone was mine though. But instead of me saying it in a way that was understood in any of my relationships, I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. It's my phone. It's the only thing that I have. Again, it's about how you respond to things that is the difference between things being escalated and de-escalating, de-escalated. And for me, I'm I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready to match your energy because I'm comfortable. And then I stopped wanting to be comfortable. I started to want to be uh, 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 I started to want more than comfort. I want it to be luxurious, right? Uh, and not how y'all, like not the, the, the 
outward definition or the definition that we use it. But I wanted to be luxurious in a sense that I control my emotions in 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 a healthy way. I wanted to be luxurious in a sense of uh, me being able to have uh, conversations with people and not feel less than um, or more than just being able to hold my own in a conversation in a peaceful way and not feeling a way about it. I wanted to be luxurious in the way that um, I cook. Right. Like, I don't want to I don't I, I like we're not about to argue about what I cook. Right. Especially when it's when when taste is not the issue it's the i don't want that well i know you saw me prepping it so why you didn't say nothing right i wanted to i I was done living in that in in, in that space of comfortability and i used to ask people all the time you in love are you comfortable whole while from insecurities from generational uh curses from experiences the whole while comfort is making me feel like it's safe here i don't have to do extra work to 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 feel like somebody else i don't have to do extra work to be this person you want me to be right i don't have to do extra work i'm just doing i'm just being everything that everybody want me to be i don't i like i'm comfortable i'm not i'm not Waving the water, I'm not shaking the waters, I'm not shaking the boat, I'm not doing none of that. I'm just being what you want me to be. And then I got into protection mode. I started to realize I'm important. I, I've always been a we person. No matter what, we as a result to the kids, as a result to my relationships, as a result to me being on a team at work, it's we, 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 we. Super French. And I got to a point where I was like, hey, big dog, you about to be 40. When you going to start living for you? I made up my mind. I made up my mind that moving forward, this is a, a, a inside out type situation. This temple works inside out. If you can't understand that, if you can't, if you can't even grasp that, your whole perspective is whack. We out here fucking this world up. We out here passing on horrible generational curses to these kids. We out here being horrible ass examples to these kids as a whole. I know some of us really be doing our best to to be good role models and do what we're supposed to do. But it's so much stuff going on in the world. and People just be scared. They just love comfortability. They don't lo- they don't want to be themselves. And I don't fault them for that because it took me a while to want to be me. It took me a long while to get there. But I'm here now. I'm here now. There's no way I can go back to living in comfortability. I'm aware of that. I'm grateful for that understanding and I will forever be an example of learning how to love yourself correctly in a healthy way before you start trying to intermingle your your energy with anybody else's. You got to get yourself right. You got to be behind that. You have to get into protection mode. The moment that you allow your your screensaver to come on, you have to be grinding. You have to and grinding whatever that means to you. 
right? Whatever that means for you or to you. I know we all got a lot of things going on. I know we all going through a lot. I know like this world is a crazy, crazy place, but we're not going to be able to to change it, change our our way of living, change how we treat people, change how um, people treat us until we stand up for ourselves and understand like I want to be what I want to be. And as long as I'm not hurting anyone, as long as I'm not causing life or death, if, if I'm not robbing anyone or putting people in a position to um, to be harmed. I, it should be OK that I want to be me. But you got you have to get there. You have to. Like it's is it's so much it's so much darkness in this world. And we keep dimming the light that is us just to be comfortable. We got to do better. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com. Pre-order King's Collective. It's a book of 43 poems that I have going on. Uh, We're going to release it on September 23rd. Also, um, go into the poetry section of the website. I have uh, Second Power, which is the first single off of my fifth studio album, available now for just a dollar. Like, go on and, 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 and run that up for me. Um, also, you know, you can find Peacefully Flawed Apparel there, Poetic Properties, merch, um, everything. I thank you guys for all of the support that you give me. I truly do. Um, if like, I really be hoping that y'all understand how valuable you are to me um, as an entrepreneur, as a person even. Um, so again, I thank you for everything that you guys do so far. I want to ask you guys to subscribe to uh, Poetic Properties, but also I have a new poetry show that comes on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Um, so go ahead and follow my poetry page as well, Recite Night. Um, again, thank you guys. Head over to the site. I love you. Share, subscribe, um, love on your neighbor, be who you're supposed to be. I right, peace.